Welcome everybody to the Super Larios Brothers Super Show. Hoot 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 hoot. What's that? Start as Nick Arcade and then just that's what I was gonna say. Nick became like a free form thing. I feel like there's been ten podcasts where I've started with Nick Arcade and we've been like, man, remember Nick Arcade? Remember Nick Arcade? That's such a great show. It really wasn't, but um, no, it's a it's a different day. No Nick Arcade talk. Too much to get to. Mm-hmm. There's been some movies that need to be discussed. Not necessarily the ones you're thinking of, but in the grand scheme of things, we've seen quite a few movies since then. Because somebody here, ahem, works at a movie theater now, and is employee of the month. <laughs> hoot, 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 hoot. It's at the beginning of April, so for the rest of the month you're employee of the month? Yes. Or you were employee of the month for March? Uh, I was employee of the month in March, but they acknowledge in April. So Congratulations. I'm employee of the month now, yes. It's finally an accomplishment that'll live on after I'm long dead. I'm buried in the ground. That movie theater's still there. There'll be a tiny plaque of my name on it that says <laughs> April 2018 or whatever, Chris Larios. I got it once at Dick's Sporting Goods, but I think it was they just ran out of people to give it to because I only worked there like a week of that month. So <laughs> it was kind of weird. It was like a spring, like a winter break job. Like I was just there for like one week in December. <laughs> hmm. Were you that great at Dick's? I was okay. I mean, I'm amazing at dicks. So don't even get me started. But once again, I think it was because they only had, it was such a high turnover rate that it's like, well, we've already given it to like the other four employees that are, and managers couldn't get it. So it was like, there were only four employees there that didn't constantly quit. So, <laughs> so it was just like, here you go by default, buddy. Did you get anything with it? No, I didn't even, no one even told me I got it. It was just, I saw it on the plaque by like the punch out clock. Huh, strange. Yeah. Cause I got... I mean, you get a pin, which is like, oh, huzzah, but it's like $25 on your paycheck then, additionally. Oh, that's pretty cool. And what was it? Oh, like my name was in the monthly crew letter that everyone has to read and sign. That just acknowledges like customer complaints and shit like that. Oh. I was also part of like the mystery shopper. Oh, that cool. we got, and I was like, you got 100%. Great job, Chris. I'm like, finally, a job in which I'm validated. <laughs> All I ever wanted. I immediately text everyone I knew back at Giant. I'm like, hey, tell the tell my old boss they need a big bag of shit because I'm already employing at the month there. Because I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. He was the monster. You didn't appreciate this raw talent. <laughs> you didn't understand. I was too good. I was employee of the month it's material. Like I, I saw you push around that forklift thing. You Look, <laughs> <laughs> out of my job jurisdiction thing. Shut up. <laughs> you had to mold this diamond. I was a rough piece of ore, but if you squeezed me and molded me hard enough, I was going to sparkle like the sun. I don't think ore turns into diamond. Face it's 100%. It's coal. Same thing. Isn't coal just an ore? No, steel comes from ore. I think we're going to have to uh, agree to disagree on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to just put as, this aside. Yeah, as the scientists we're both known as. <laughs> exactly. So, do we want to start by talking about the movies you've watched? Yeah, let's just plow through that real quick. Uh, emoji movie, not very... Hold on, let's set people up. If this, this could be everyone. Like Stan Lee once said, every issue is somebody's first. This could be someone's first time listening to Super Larry's Buzz podcast, and they should know very true. that because of the Oscar podcast that we did, the Oscar bet, uh, you had to watch three movies that were on... Well, technically, 
two, but you had to watch three movies that were basically up for the worst movies of 2017. What were the consequences for the last one? Was it just a pizza? No, that was the one where you had, I had to do Tommy's training session. Oh, that's right. I was like, because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I didn't get anything after that, and I slaughtered you in that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that one happened. Uh, so you had to watch the Emoji Movie, Chips, and Transformers last night. Mm-hmm. So how were they? I'll go from uh, from best to worst. Okay. Chips, I sort of enjoyed. Wow, really? <laughs> it's got all right. Vincent D'Onofrio is the bad guy, which I didn't know at all. And it opens with him as uh, he's a like a veteran patrol. Oh, what? It's Chips. It's about this like seventies to early eighties. Yeah, like, it's Chips stands for California Highway Patrol, and they're on a motorcycle. The eyes in really small letters because there's no eye <laughs> in it, but um. He's like a veteran one, and he's got a son that's addicted to heroin, and his goal is just to make enough money that him and his son can go kind of like disappear and go to like some beach and he can get his son clean, because he knows if his son stays in this area, he's just going to, eventually he's just going to overdose. And it ends with them, it starts with them robbing a bank truck that's being driven by two cops, and his son sets up, they're on motorcycles, so it... One of the weirder scenes, they do use a very, like, non-fat stunt double for <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> at times. But um, the son's straping, uh, like, strapping explosives to the back of the the bank truck. And Vincent D'Onofrio has to pull him aside, like, there's a woman in the car behind it. That's going to incinerate her. And then he pulls up his son's, like, uh, mask on the bike helmet. He's like, oh, you're high again. Come on. So, like, Vincent D'Onofrio pulls the woman out of the bank, out of the car behind the bank truck then they detonate it, it, and it does, like, completely incinerate that car. <clears throat> they get the money, and then Vincent D'Onofrio pulls the one bank guard that's driving it out and says, I know you stole $200,000 off the last heist we did. And there's a cop uh, helicopter circling above, and Vincent D'Onofrio pulls this radio, this, like, walkie-talkie out and starts talking to the guy in the, in the helicopter Goes like, I know you guys stole two hundred thousand dollars off me last time, like on top of your cut that you already get. Uh-huh. Uh, one of you's gonna die. It's either the guy that I have right down here, the guy driving the bank car, or one of you helicopter guys. You decide. You got like ten seconds, or I'm gonna shoot this guy. And the one, um, the one helicopter pilot says like, that's we fucked this up. I can't, I can't let him die for something I did. And he throws himself out of the helicopter. There's still a pilot in the helicopter. It doesn't, like, spiral out of control. <laughs> like, I can't. No more blood on my hands. It's a sedated helicopter. Yeah. flies right, right into a children's hospital. And he dies. And that's the start of it. That's a weirdly heavy start for what is Dak Shepard and... <laughs> a Dak Shepard vehicle, as I found out later on. He directed it and wrote most of it. Yeah. Um... It gave me a very interesting villain, like the Vincent D'Onofrio, and like two thirds of the way, uh, these are all spoilers, by the way, if you plan on seeing any of these turd fests. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's son gets killed. Vincent D'Onofrio's son is still sneaking out behind his dad's back and buying heroin every day, even though he promised his daddy wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, they the Chips cops catch him doing this, and they're trying to like chase him. They don't know he's his son. They're just it's a lead. And he ends up getting killed in, like, one of those weird counselor uh, with, like, the wire things. Remember from the counselor yeah. where they set the wire up and decapitates him? Oh. So, like, two-thirds of the movie, it switches from being, like, Vincent D'Onofrio just trying to get out of town with money into Vincent D'Onofrio just going on, like, 
I'm not going to survive this mission because I, I just want to kill these cops and avenge my son. To the point where even, like, the people that he's had in on it, they're like, okay, we got all the money we had planned, so I guess we're going to get out of town. And he's like, you guys get out of town. And they're like, okay, do you want us to wait for you down the road? Like, no, you're not going to see me again. And he just goes on this solo mission. But even they eventually turn around like, I'm not going to let him fucking do this by himself. And they turn around and still, it's this so weird loyalty among thieves. <laughs> yeah, it's this weird kind of, like, he gave me kind of an interesting bad guy for an otherwise pretty crappy movie. I'll grant you that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've heard all the jokes and they're terrible. Don't you see Dax Shepard's taint through, like, a big, This like, could a have been, like, a decent, serious movie without, yeah, and it, it felt like maybe they had, like, an okay script and then Dax Shepard's like, it's not funny enough and wacky enough. I gotta put a bunch of penis jokes in here. I'm gonna guess this movie was banking on a pretty big uh, show up from the gay community to come out in theaters because it's a lot of beefcake shots. Uh, Zach Shepard, Dax Shepard, Rarely has a shirt on, and when he does, it's about as tight as possible. <laughs> and even, like, Vincent D'Onofrio, they build up as this, like, super masculine. Like, they come to interrogate him one time while he's lifting weights, and they're just constantly commenting on how much weight he's lifting. They're like, my God, that's 400 pounds. It's <laughs> a little weird. And, yeah, there is a very weird shot of, uh, I thought it was maybe the only actual thing that made me laugh during the movie was Dax Shepard's uh, a former, like, X Games uh, motorcyclist, like tricks and stuff. And he's had a bunch of injuries that have forced him out of it and has to take painkillers constantly. That's never, like, addressed in a serious note that, like, wow, this guy's just addicted to painkillers. And every now and then it shows him just casually drinking a beer. Um, but one of the things he notes is that when it rains, it's very painful for him. Uh, so at one point it's raining and his pills are all the way on the other side of the room and he can't even like get out of bed and he's just naked with like a thin sheet on him and he has to call Michael Penay, Pena, who hates him up until a five second scene where Dak Shepard pushes him out of the way of a truck. And then all of a sudden it's like, bro, why don't you return my calls? We're best friends now. <laughs> so Michael Penne, Michael Pena comes over and picks him up. And he has to talk Michael, uh, into picking him up to take him to the shower to soak too. So he picks him up. The first step, uh, is it Penne or Pena? Michael Pena, I believe. Pena. Steps on the sheet. That unravels, so he's butt naked in his hand, in his arms. And you're just like... <laughs> well, and the next step is him tripping. He, like, decides he's just going to book it to the tub as quickly as possible. And he trips and smacks his face into his dick. And then throws him. <laughs> and then just... Room giggling. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, but then decides to just throw Dak Shepard into the tub, and you get a full dick and almost butthole, certainly taint shot, <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know why. I guess I'm, I'm assuming maybe that's probably not the thing that made it in the theaters, and that was supposed to be like some DVD extra. I don't or know. Or they put that in there, and that way they could put on the R rating, like, brief nudity. And people were like, oh, maybe like a chick gets naked in the movie or something like that? <laughs> During the Devil Toasted review, they show the shot, and he's clearly wearing tidy whities So I don't know if... They shot that twice and one with him naked or I don't know. <laughs> it is a very weird movie. Um, it's not very good, but it's nowhere near as bad as I, as I thought it would be. And it's certainly significantly better than uh, the last movie I'll review on this train. <laughs> All right. So. so that was like, if it was, you know, like the Flophouse rules, I was like, this is a bad movie I kind of liked for a point. Okay. The Vincent D'Onofrio thing helped a lot. Um, and then after... But Vincent D'Onofrio, they end it with, 
because Dax Shepard's had all these motorcycle accidents. He's got a titanium humor, which is like your shoulder to your elbow. Yeah. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's like, you killed my son, and just starts shooting. And one of the bullets ricochets off the titanium humor and just goes right through uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's head and kills him. <laughs> That's pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. It's like the heroes weren't even responsible for taking down the bad guy. It was like almost pure accident. Yeah. Uh. Um, Emoji Movie... Uh, is not good. Emoji movie, I feel like I'll forget 90% of it in a year, though. Like, it's, there's a lot of, you know, if you don't know, that was the, uh, I guess, them trying to recreate Toy Story, but make it centered around your phone. I think it was more Lego movie. Because it sounds, Maybe. it sounds very much like the Lego movie, when it's like, oh, a guy who's, like, disillusioned a little bit with the world finds out there's, like, a giant cataclysmic event possibly happening, he teams up with, like, this one girl rebel chick with kind of an alt girl hairstyle and theme to herself to try to like save the rest of their world or whatever. He's not really even trying to save the world. It's he's the meth face. And you see this in all the trailers where he was supposed to do meth when this like, uh, I don't, I would guess preteen, maybe like somewhere between like 11 and 13 year old is trying to text something to this chick he likes. And instead of doing the meth face, he does this like really ridiculous face. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, it, you're out of the matrix. Like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. And he becomes like a hunted uh, person by the emoji Illuminati, which is happy face lady, who's the, I guess, the main bad guy <laughs> you'd call in this movie. And the devil logo and uh, Sir Patrick Stewart as a turd. <laughs> as a poop emoji. Um, and it, the press... The idea is, I guess, to stop this kid, because every time this kid takes this phone out, the Andy of this world takes the phone out, it does some, like, an app opens up that he doesn't want. So he's booked an appointment to have the phone wiped out or erased, mm -hmm. and that's what they're trying to stop, because I guess that kills emojis. I don't know. Um, it's just not a very good movie. It's the, <laughs> the meh jokes run, uh, get old very quickly, and there's a ton of them. Even worse than that, the James Corden as the high five. The high five character I've heard is pretty brutal. And as soon as they run into, I think it's what's her name, isn't it? Is the forget the girl from the scary movies? Scary movie. Oh, uh, Anna Faris. Yeah, I believe she is the the girl in this one. Hmm. And as soon as they meet up with her, she just does nonstop like hand jokes about him all the time, like out of my way, knuckles, move your thumb. And those are repetitive and. It's just a very forgettable, not very good movie. It's it's ironic they chose the meh icon for it, because that's what it is. <laughs> that's what you felt? Yeah, and if anything, the bad guy feels like this. the Andy in the movie. This kid you don't really care about that much, and he still has probably like a fifth of the movie to himself. It's um very how, forgettable. How many noses out of ten? Three and a half. Three and a half is a weird number, but all right. Maybe four, because, I mean, it looks decent. There's. Did, did you get any laughs out of it? You're like, well, yeah, every time Patrick Stewart did a poop joke, I was always giggling up there in my room. Yeah, like I fell off the couch laughing. Like kicking my feet in the eye. <laughs> I forget. I think, because I think I actually wrote it down on my old phone, because there was one thing that I thought was funny, and I don't remember what it was, and it's not on here. So it probably wasn't that funny. Um, And then Chips, you know what? I'll give a five. There you go. Now to go the... check out chips. <laughs> of the three, yes. 
if you're like trapped if it's like some weird saw scenario where it's like you have to get through one of these movies definitely chips um oh there is a weird scene in chips where like one of the fbi agents uh runs over it while in a high speed pursuit runs over a reporter and kills him and he looks out the window he's like oh my god oh it's okay it's just paparazzi I'm like all right i guess that's they're like boom take that paparazzi joke uh, Kristen Bell fit into it for just because I guess they're married. Yeah, I assume so. You almost forget how hot she is sometimes. She is very attractive. Uh, on to Transformers: The Last Night, which I don't know if I maybe in all seriousness maybe the worst movie I've ever seen of all time. I don't. I struggle to think of something I've seen what that about the uh, Star Trek movie you saw nemesis um i'd have to see nemesis again that's you the only movie i've ever walked out of but i'd have to see nemesis again this was a movie i saw in the comfort of my own home i don't know what i would have done if i'd had to sit through this in theaters diarrhea fest like <laughs> after paying ten dollars <laughs> but um which is weird because when i picked it, i was almost like i shouldn't even do it it's probably more of a fun movie than anything else it's a what did you know about the plot uh, the main thing I know is that it, like, we con- or retcons the entire history of the Transformers universe to be like, oh no, they didn't come up to find the Allspark that was on Earth for whatever reason. They came, and they've been on Earth forever, and they've been constantly meddling in our, not meddling, I guess you say, heroically behind the scenes of every major victory. I would like, say meddling justice. depending on which side you're on. Because, <laughs> like, it definitely is like, oh, there were Transformers fighting Hitler. And literally a Transformer that killed Hitler. Who then is locked up for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's such a, first and foremost, isn't he a clock? Like, yeah, it's like some crazy stopwatch thing. <laughs> and why would they lock it up? Because it's so dangerous. Like, I guess it killed Hitler not because of its hatred of Hitler, but just of its <laughs> love of mayhem and murder. <laughs> What a weird attitude to give that character. I mean, it's like, isn't that a Decepticon at that point? Isn't it the most heroic Decepticon ever, I guess? <laughs> That's like the new leader of the Decepticons. Now that Megatron's gone for good, I assume. Yeah, wouldn't you just leave it in, in Germany to let them police it? <laughs> you know, like, I just, it's such a just weird... Just to keep everybody in step? Like a Transformer killed Heather. Not a heroic Transformer. No. It just happened to be a mass murder that Hitler a was around. batshit crazy Transformer that we are now keeping a lot... that. Sir Anthony Hopkins keeps on a a mantle as a trophy. Does he? Yeah, it's in like a little glass, almost like a snow globe prison that it's in. Oh, is he like, it shows like, it's like a pocket watch in there and then it like, he points so he's like, that's the Transformer that killed Hitler. exactly. Like starts attacking. You never see it not be a a, a pocket watch. Oh, okay. So you don't know what. But he's like, it's too unstable. Yeah, (laughs) but. It's too crazy. Well, at one point he sneaks into whoever the current prime minister was, or whatever the prime minister was in that movie of, of the United Kingdom. And that guy's like, what are you doing here? This is highly unusual. Gods. And, he's, and Anthony Hopkins takes out the, holds up the watch still in the prison. He's like, and starts kind of unscrewing. It. He's like, you're going to listen to what I say. I mean, those guys might kill me, but this stopwatch will kill every single person in this room. <laughs> the hero who killed Hitler is going to take us all down. How ironic. You'll die by the same blade that, <laughs> that took down Hitler. The Fuhrer. Das Fuhrer. Yeah, uh, in retrospect, what I'll assume was just supposed to be a platform to launch a thousand Transformers in Time movies. Because they've retconned it where basically 
the Transformers have won every major war that man that mankind had previously been taking credit for winning. Um, and like in a weird way that like nobody's ever got found out about it. Like it's not like that thing where they kind of quietly hint. It. Even though Transformers are widely known in the movie, yeah. Like, but there's like that thing like in Winter Soldier when they were like. Uh, Hydra's been a pulled part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they've been behind every conspiracy kind of that's out there as this mm-hmm. death cult. And it's one of those things you're kind of like, I mean, it works on a very small surface level. When you think about it more, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. But this is that same thing, but Transformers are in photographs with, like, soldiers, like, hanging around them. Teddy Roosevelt's, like, Harvard graduation class. There's just a giant <laughs> You're like, Transformer. how has nobody known this then? There's, like, there's huge amounts of public information about this. Yeah, it retcons it to uh, the backstory, which like, is... You can guarantee it. Poppy was alive. He would have definitely told us about serving with Transformers. Well, there's... Uh, he's like, I can't tell them. That's why Mom always said, don't ask Poppy about the war, because he was riding on a giant Transformer. <laughs> hey, Tugs, don't say anything. <laughs> it's him on top of Jazz, just like, let's go there, Pops! <laughs> Um, just a speed bus. Like, and another weird. thing, can we blame the Holocaust on the Transformers? Like, if we had Transformers on our side, why didn't we win that war a lot sooner than we did? did <laughs> Save hint- how many millions of Jews? Did they hint that there are any Nazi Transformers? No, they didn't. So that is weird. Wow, well, yeah. Like, but the Decepticons had- are always around. If we know. have super robot cars, we definitely should have won the Holocaust a lot sooner, though. Yeah. World War II a lot sooner. Um, but the, the premise is that King Arthur, which is real yeah, in this course. world... And Merlin, which is real. And Mer- I didn't catch it watching the movie, but that's uh, Stanley Tucci with, like, a fake nose on is Merlin. And that the Transformers made a deal to beat back the... Bar- to help King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table to beat back whatever the Visigoths or whatever barbarian army was attacking. And then they made a sacred vow, like, we'll always protect mankind. And... That was, I guess, what the last night was about? Yeah. And meanwhile, you fast forward to this point. I don't, I didn't see the movie before this. I don't know, but it looks like Transformers are sort of pariahs, kind of. Hmm. Optimus Prime disappeared to find his maker to set up another super lame Transformers villain. That's not even worth talking about, honestly. <laughs> she's got like a whole seven minutes of screen time in the entire movie. Um, but the Decepticon, the uh, Transformers are sort of hunted. There's only there's like a. a their own police force to try and catch them. Um, and Mark Wahlberg lives in a junkyard in Texas because that's where he's from, despite his the Boston, Boston accent, accent that he doesn't it's hide. It's like, oh, it's a Transformer. <laughs> oh, look at this Transformer. <laughs> Bumblebee, where you going? Get your cock-sucking ass over here. <laughs> we got tickets to a, I mean, a Cowboys game today. Hanging out with, I don't know what are all, Bumblebee and then, and I forgot how annoying Bumblebee is because Bumblebee doesn't have a voice and Bumblebee just uses radio clips and songs to talk. Uh, along with Bumblebee, it's John Goodman as a fat robot that they make fat jokes about. <laughs> this, and then, <laughs> why would why would you read that? He's such he's such a prolific actor. Or why are they fat? He lost so much weight. <laughs> and they were just like John. 
We got a deal for you. We're gonna put you in a new Transformers movie. He's like, what kind of character am I playing? You're hideously overweight and constantly ridiculed for it. Yeah, and even at one point, a person's like, how could you even be fat? Aren't you just like machine parts? <laughs> Why would you choose to be? Uh, Ken Watanabe plays a samurai Transformer that's got three lines in the entire movie. Uh, a junk robot would basically just like a merchant scrap truck. Hmm. called Day Trader that's constantly just trying to sell him bullshit and broken parts, including, at one point, Starscreamer's head. <laughs> no, Starscream! Voiced by Steve Buscemi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sad, that's the sad And he's too. hated by everybody. Nobody likes him. I mean, he's barely in the movie as well, but... <laughs> Steve Buscemi just can't get those lovable roles. Uh, I'm just reading through the notes. Anthony Hopkins who has a British Transformer butler who is insulted when someone insinuates he is Irish by calling him a leprechaun. <laughs> is that something that happens a lot? No, it happens once. And he's, he's like, out of my way, you leprechaun. Because he's not short, but I guess he's like 5'8 or something. And so I was like, Gemma, it's, I think it's Mark Wahlberg. Like, you homicidal leprechaun? <laughs> and he's like, first of all, so I'm not Irish. That's insulting. <laughs> And basically, he's like the C-3PO of that universe, and just another completely garbage character. Uh, a fleet of drones that can only be defeated by destroying the Mama drone, as yeah. though that's how drones operate. Yeah, that's become a real bad like plot point in way too much fiction nowadays. It's like the take out the one enemy and all the rest of them go down. Mm -hmm. Fifteen Transformers and Decepticons, and Joe uh, John DiMaggio voices 13 of them, I would guess. Good lord. Yeah. Doesn't Bumblebee uh, start talking in the movie? At the end, yeah. To uh, to try and snap Optimus Prime. For some reason, they thought, like, oh, we'll turn Optimus Prime into a bad guy in this. Like, anyone thought that was going to last the movie? Yeah. Uh, a nuclear submarine transformer that never transforms. <laughs> that does seem like a strange decision. And has just been hanging out as an exhibit for 80 years. <laughs> like, what are you talking why wouldn't you just set it free? Like this, thank you for your service. Now sit here and let tourists like shit in you and <laughs> take pictures and kids to chew gum inside of you. Like people can walk inside of it? Yeah, it's a tour. That's so strange. Like, does the Transformer still have sentience? Does it talk to somebody at some point? No. It starts working when Anthony Hopkins like, we need this to reach something that's at the bottom of the ocean. The premise is that Unicron, which is the planet the Transformers come from, and Earth are like some weird yin and yang thing, or that maybe that's not the best. One, there's some one has to destroy the other to survive. Oh, there's some like almost like pact between them that for one to survive, the other must yeah. do. Unicron has to come and destroy Earth, and that's what Unicron does as it slowly makes its way and eventually scrapes itself across the moon. That would really fuck up the Earth. No, it didn't, actually. That's it's strange. You don't know anything about science, apparently. Yeah. It... Fuck, I, I'm pretty sure that controls all the waves that would throw all gravitational force out a window. Because it does that, and the guy that plays uh, Buster in Arrested Development, who's like the nerdy scientist, that once again barely has any time in the movie. And despite... I'll get to the runtime later. <laughs> despite a long movie, after that moon scraping thing, it's like, oh my god, in like three or four hours, we're going to be in real trouble. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> we're in trouble now. Uh, yeah. You can't just fuck the moon up and no repercussions to happen to Earth. 
Um, the runtime of this movie, two hours and 40 minutes. That's long. That is really long. Where do you get the balls? That Where is... do you get the balls to make this? Now that I work at the movie theater, I have to, because I work at the box office, I, you become a bit more cognitively aware of how long movie run times are, and it is rare that I see too many movies that run more than, like, two hours now at this point. Like, even, uh, I just saw Ready Player One, and, uh, the man movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it felt long as shit, but it really was only, like, a little bit more than, like, two hours total mm-hmm. for the entire movie. And it just, like, I was thinking back to, like, didn't, like, when Batman vs. Superman came out, that was, like, three hours? Was it really that fucking long of a movie or whatever? Was it? I, I forget. I know it was long. I didn't know. I think know it got it was... cut maybe down. I think they had, like, a cut that they were like, yeah, we have, like, a three and a half hour long cut. We'll cut that down to whatever mm-hmm. thing or not nonsense like that. But are just like, why would you ever make a movie that long? I understand, like, something like Infinity <sighs> Wars where you're going to have to put, like, a shit ton of content into the movie to, like, yeah. get everything done being like, yeah, we'll be, like, three hours. Well, there's a huge cast that has to be featured, yeah. And But in this, where you're just like, does anybody even... No, a Transformer no. outside of Bumblebee and Optimus. And Optimus any... Prime is in maybe 20 minutes of this movie. As I said, like, is he? Is there any good guy Transformer outside of Bumblebee and like, Optimus Prime that is notable between movies? Don't they all? Fat Truck. <laughs> Fat Tank. John Goodman's character. <laughs> Fat Tank. <laughs> Fat Sack, as they called him. Because I'm just like, wouldn't it be... Like, Rawhide, I think, was in one of the No, movies. none of those are in these. So why would, like... It's it, a whole new cast except for Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. That's Megatron cool. comes back again for whatever reason. Does Starscream come back? Uh, his head. Oh. <laughs> Steve Buscemi holds it. And at one point, Optim- uh, Megatron makes it to that dumpster and finds the head, and he's like, ah, my old treacherous friend. <laughs> I never... <laughs> I, I think I've been... Why would you throw friend in? I've <laughs> thrown so many terms around. I, I think I've mentioned this in, like, several other shows. Not maybe Super Larry's Buzz, but other things. But I've never understood. Because Starscream's label, like, his title, his moniker, is the Legendary Betrayer. Yeah. Why would you ever allow him in your organization if you're like... Because he's the only one that's not a jive-talking moron amongst <laughs> the Decepticons. Yes, but it's just like... And by the way, out of the five Decepticons you see, three of them are jive-talking morons. <laughs> They're like, yo, mofo, you think you're going to take me out that easy? Oh like, my god, I love my... Thankfully, Bay. most of them are destroyed pretty quickly. <laughs> Michael Bay and his casual racism is always such a delight that like he has not gotten the point yet. It's like, it's not really like... Do you think this is hysterical? Do you think he's laughing as he films this? Mm-hmm. That's the only explanation for it, because I can't imagine there's people around him that are like, this is gold. A jive-talking robot that's vaguely racist? <laughs> we did several of these already. The only the only good part of Jack... Which have seen nothing but panning from everybody. <laughs> when you got, like, the two from the Transformers 2 have, like, <laughs> giant buck gold teeth and chains. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time any one of those was mildly enjoyable... Was when Jazz was trying to attack Megatron, the first Transformers movie. This shitty car just like zapping him. He just grabbed him in midair and ripped him straight. Oh, it's great! Yeah, it was like, brava, brava! I, I Megatron. Can, I can only assume the only thing Michael Bay learned from that is not to make them Transformers and make them Decepticons. He's just like, well, they'll hate them if they're bad guys. Maybe they'll love them now. Yeah. Um, a weird thing about this movie is the first fifteen minutes. Or what at the time I assumed was like the first uh, sixth of the movie instead <laughs> of the first twelfth is a bunch of kids sneaking into like this war zone with basically like off limits. It's where Transformers live and they're trying to find Transformers. 
And, you know, it's it's kind of like the Stranger Things crew. There's, like, the nerd, there's the black kid, there's, like, the brave kid, and that's where they meet this, like, a girl that identifies as 15. I'm assuming she's around that. I forget the actress's name. But she takes over for the, um, whatever, like, the hot blonde. She takes over for Mark Wahlberg's daughter, I guess, for what she was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like kind of a stranger's thing. Like, okay, this is a new theme, at least, to the Transformers movie. This might be Parenthood interesting. you could put in there, like, guardianship, something like that. Except for the 15-year-old girl. Those kids are not in the rest of the movie, outside the first 15 minutes. And then this 15-year-old girl is only in, is heavily featured for the first half hour, or first sixth of the movie. <laughs> and then barely in the rest of the movie at all. And it, they pointed out a double-toasted, I don't want to take credit for it. They're like... Yeah, that's just because she was 15 and they couldn't get away with throwing her in, like, a skimpy outfit the rest of the movie. So they're like, what good is she? Who cares? Get her out of here. Get her out of here. And they found basically a British Megan Fox to fill out the the sex pot role for the rest of the movie. Who is an Oxford literature professor who at one point is going over the legend of King Arthur and goes like, King Arthur, you know, probably mostly myth. It's like, okay, I thought that was a completely fictional character. Merlin probably didn't exist. Like, what are you, what is this? Wasn't this the last movie was all about that? No, this movie's all about that. But you're like, in real life, like a literature professor, like Merlin, probably not a real wizard. I thought that's what Age of Extinction dealt with, too, though. I didn't see it at all. Because I thought, wasn't there like a scene of like Transformers holding, maybe I'm thinking of this movie that was just in that one. There is a scene of this, oh, the Knights of the Round Table and the, what it like rudimentary transforming who gives a shit uh she yeah she was 15 at the time <clears throat> isabella monner was her name uh did you ever by the way i don't want to break this up did you no, this is done this <laughs> movie fuck this movie in every sense of the word this movie gets one out of ten. <laughs> one nose out of ten i and zero out of ten like if i ever saw a movie that was zero out of ten i'd feel like i'd have to hunt down the people that make it like this can't keep happening there's nothing worse than this in your this life. is like a jerry sandusky said like i have to stop this I can't. <laughs> someone has to stop this man <laughs> did you ever see the scene from the last one where they explain romeo and juliet law to Mark Wahlberg? no this is I'm, i have heard of the scene yes I don't know why. This is one of the scenes that, like, every time I hear it, baffles me. A 17-year-old girl. So we can work this two ways. One, I punch you right in the mouth and you call the police on me. Or two, I just call the cops on you because this is illegal. She's a minor. He dated for a little while. I was a sophomore, and he was a senior. It's fine. No, it's not fine. We've got a pre-existing juvenile foundation relationship. Statute two seven zero five dash three. He keeps it. <laughs> First of all, that dude looks way older than twenty. <laughs> he keeps it. That guy looks like he's twenty five. Yeah, and he keeps it laminated in his wallet. What's the benefit to making her seventeen? Why not just make her eighteen? I, so we could put that joke in? I don't know. For I, what he assumed was going to be a laugh riot? <laughs> I don't... You know, there's honestly, with so many of these things that happens, there's moments we had to wonder if Michael Bay's, like, just a weird dude in general. Uh, well, it's, I can't believe, like, Me Too hasn't come for him. There's got to be some story oh, out Megan there. Oh, Megan Fox didn't... I thought she had, like, a big... She like, did, but that was pre-Me that Too, was pre-Me and, that, too. and Megan Fox, unfortunately, doesn't have a great reputation for sanity. Which is a shame, because the, the story of, like, oh, yeah, like, they had me fix his car as part of, like, in a bikini or whatever for, like, my audition or something like that. You're like, what? I feel like it'll still come for him. I, I can only hope. 
Like, you're not done taking garbage out. Please take out Michael Bay. Someone stop this. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely a strange... But I assume this will probably put... uh, Like, if this had made money, I bet there it would be like, hey, there's two Transformers every year for the next ten years. It's the first one to not make a tremendous amount of money. And I don't know, maybe it did make its money overseas. I didn't didn't have the, the box office mojo number up for it, but... I don't... Sir Anthony Hopkins... I just, uh, he's not, he can't be doing it for money, and he can't be doing it just to stay relevant. It looks like he's having fun in this movie, despite just having awful dialogue constantly. Maybe when you get to that age, and he's like, I have nothing left to prove in acting. I've, you know, carried myself with such grace throughout my years. I have plenty of roles that establish my ability. I just want to have fun with, like, the new age of stuff, because he was in the Marvel movies as... Odin for a bit, and he's like, maybe I just want to be more in that, like, what the kids are into nowadays. And Westworld. Having fun yeah. Westworld. I just want to do, like, big pop culture stuff or something like that. But you're... Uh, okay. There's a scene where it's Anthony Hopkins, the the main female lead, and Mark Wahlberg, and Anthony Hopkins saying, like, we need someone to be... Uh, I don't forget... I forget what the title is, but like the the human grand knight to help us win this. But, grand wizard, you could say. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> but, and you need to, but, you know, that person has to be chased. And then they both look at uh, Mark Wahlberg like, when's the last time you got laid? He's like, I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> and she is an accomplished, like, Oxford professor and all her mom's talking about is like, when are you going to get dick again? I mean, it's been so long since you've had any dick. <laughs> Did they use the word dick in it? No, it's she's very British. It's like, it's been a while since you've had a good rogering. <laughs> rogering. <laughs> I just, he's such a weird dude. Because remember like the first movie had like the long scene where they're like, Sam, are you masturbating today? Yeah. Like, it's just like, are all the movies that ridiculous? I, so I don't know. What would it take? For you to have to see Age of Extinction, then. I mean, it's got to be a little bit better, I would assume. When you look at the runtime, it's like three and a half hours. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't I don't know. It'd have to be like a pretty hot chick that's like, we're going to watch Age of Extinction. <laughs> and I'll blow you the whole time. It had to be something like that. If I was at a friend's house, it's like, hey, we're watching Age of Extinction. Unless I was like on heroin and just like stapled to the chair and couldn't move, I'd be like, no, no, no. It's not happening. <laughs> I refuse to let this happen. I didn't think I'd have to fist fight my best friend, but it's about to, <laughs> it's about to go down. The day before your wedding. <laughs> I didn't expect this bachelor party to go this way, but you forced it. Yeah, if you watch the Double Toaster review, they hit everything very well as far as what's wrong with this movie and why this movie shouldn't uh, have been made. Did they hate it as much as you did? I don't know if I... Uh, I don't think Corey gave it a fuck this movie, which I absolutely did. But he did give Chips a fuck this movie. Yeah. And I gave Chips a... Uh, Maybe a matinee. Somewhere between a matinee. You're insane. Without Vincent Dinoff. It's a rental. The the very, the most is a rental. You know what? Yeah, rental's probably (laughs) better. A matinee. You're crazy. You know, without. Get out the movies. See this for $6. Without Vincent D'Onofrio, it's some old bullshit. (laughs) You're insane. Um, Emoji movie got off so easy on this review. I know. (laughs) Not good. Whatever. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Whatever. I really didn't expect Transformers to be the worst one on there. Oh, it's by I, far. I think I kept it in there because I was like, it'll be funny to talk about, like, 
I knew a robot killed Hitler. And I was like, they'll be fine to talk about that sort of stuff or whatever goofiness in it. I mean, it, the CGI... Harriet Tubman was helped by Transformers? There's and, a shot of... Yeah, when you see the, like, photos of Transformers through time, there is... But it, there's no Transformer in it, but it is just a shot of uh, Frederick Douglass and then a shot of Harriet Tubman. And it's like, what are you implying here? And this is in a British guy's house, so these aren't, like, his necessarily, like, yeah. history... Um, you know, I mean, the CGI is still great on it. It still looks good, but that's what's even more annoying. Like, you couldn't have spent a dime on getting a better writer for this. I mean, who would want to? You know Michael Bay's going to produce. He's going to shove that shit in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, I don't even want to get into it. Um, I had some. We lost it. Giant hunk of shit. I cannot, I cannot fervently <laughs> like this. It's one of the few movies if someone's like, oh, I'm probably going to go rent that new Transformers movie tonight. Like a complete stranger, I would like put my hand on their shoulder like, let's talk for a second. <laughs> yeah, you sit there down like, do you need to talk? Do you want to hug? Are you going to commit suicide tonight? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mikey, what if you come downstairs? I'm like, Mikey, I ever got really into the Transformers movie. I kind of just watch them on a loop over and over again now. It's the good reason that your name's on this house, too. Because if it was, <laughs> I was just like, hello, police, I need to have a bum thrown out of my house. <laughs> you sneak it up behind her with a giant butterfly net. Uh, he calls himself my brother, but I don't know him. <laughs> I certainly don't know what he's become. Yeah, I certainly don't know this man anymore. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's a steam pile of shit. I, I was trying to think of some bet we should do, though, because I feel like there needs to be some punishment that whoever loses it has to go see I Feel Pretty later this month. Oh, is the Amy Schumer the one? Amy Schumer one, which looks horrendous. It looks. Do I get in for free? <laughs> I would get you in for free if you lost for it. I have to think. We have to think of like a bet or something. It looks so bad. I saw maybe I like Trainwreck. Uh, I didn't, I thought it was kind of overhyped. I didn't think it was that good, but I enjoyed it. Um, I saw maybe thirty minutes of Snatched, and that's horrendous. <laughs> Yeah, it looked pretty bad. And this looks even worse than that. I it, I, I know I, it's like a Legion of Skanks joke, but it is just, it's mind-boggling that they're like, yeah, well, the only way a fat woman would ever feel that she's pretty is if she smacks her head hard enough to yeah. go into a dis delusion. You're like, what? It's, yeah, I don't... I have to assume women hate this, too, right? You'd think, like, women couldn't be on board with this, that... I don't know. I, I definitely... Unless the lesson is, like, just be confident. That's what the lesson should be. But again, she's not cop. She has to hit her head, and she is deluded to think she's now beautiful. She and she's, she's wearing beautiful. outfits that, uh, like... That you can, you can, Yeah, you can be overweight and still dress nice and still look attractive. And she's wearing outfits that are way too tight and, like, just you have no business in, and you're just kind of... You're making a spectacle of yourself. It's just... It's a weird concept to roll with like i get that it's very personal for her because she's like a, a bigger girl. battled with yeah weight things and yeah so she she has that kind of personal connection to it and she's trying to put it in the comedic light and there's certain elements to it like i do like the idea of her going over the top because there's like one shot in the trailer where she's just like you want a sneak peek and she's completely naked and the dude's like do you, you don't know what a sneak peek means do you <laughs> like i get that could be like funny for like a premise on that but it's the rest of it where she's just like and yes, modeling is an option, but it's not who I am. I'm just like, what is this supposed to be? I don't... And she's talking to other women in some of those scenes, too. Like, yeah. It's like, would women find that that funny? I don't... Or that would women, like, actually ever think to call you out on that? 
I don't get it. It's it's a very strange concept all around, but it Maybe, makes us. Yeah, I don't know. I got the same chills when I watched um whatever the Kylie Jenner Pepsi commercial. Well, oh, like, that was so bad. Like tone deaf. Like you you. I understand what you were going for, but you missed it completely, and you, <laughs> you kind of turned it into a mockery. <laughs> you, try, you had an idea going in here. You thought we are going to capitalize on all this civil strife, and maybe not the best idea. Maybe a little planning that went awry. Should have thought this one through a little bit harder. Yeah, like, another pass at the, uh... The like, the, the last part of this probably gets a decent message out there. But mm-hmm. everything before that just <laughs> is complete hogwash. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention, before I forget... The Paterno movie? No. Uh, I want to mention... So, uh, I work box office at the movie theater, and generally speaking... Was this that note I have that says, black people, chicken? Well, didn't need to blow the lead before it happened. (laughs) So, uh, when I work there, sometimes people ask you a lot of questions, and, you know, pretty pretty amicable about a lot of them. And once that you came up, where it's two black guys coming up to get tickets. I think they're getting tickets for Acrimony, which side the Tyler Perry movie. Side yeah. tension here. I'll accept I'm a little racist now because I have taken an immense amount of joy of watching black people who are going to see that movie. And really, it's anybody, but it's most of my black people coming to see it who don't know how to pronounce Acrimony whatsoever. So they're just like, give me a ticket for Arshimony. <laughs> just like, what? Oh, Acrimony. One ticket for Arshodimony. <laughs> just like, all right, cool. It's one of the weirdest things when I, like, my job, I deal with a lot of people in Philly over the phone. And the amount of black people in Philly that say ambulance is baffling. <laughs> they're like, there's no way you haven't heard that word. Ambulance. Pronounced correctly. And you still, yeah, you know, so we called it ambulance. <laughs> uh... But back to the story. These two guys came up. They're getting food. They're about like an hour early for the movie. And they're like, do you guys have any food here? Like real food? And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be honest. I'm like, you know, there's a couple stuff. There's like some hot dogs back there, some chicken. You just recommend chicken. nothing but like white people food. Chicken, <laughs> they're like black. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I'm like, there's Sour Patch Kids, Twizzlers. Really Junior good. Mints. There's uh, some samosas back there. If you want to get some, they're pretty, pretty delish. We have Earl Grey tea and wild orange. You can get a cup of one. mayo with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I tell him, like, yeah, we have some chicken. Chicken's up at Alex. And he's like, oh, I'm not trusting your word on chicken. You look like a guy who likes some rank-ass chicken. And I was just huh. like, what does that mean to imply? You're just like, you are so fat, you look like you'd eat any piece of chicken that came over. Or you're so disgusting, you look like you have no care about what Was he a thin guy? About. I was relatively thinnish, yeah. Okay. And it was me like, which part of you supposed to be offended in this? Because right now, all of them are like blaring, like, burr, 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 like every self-conscious part <laughs> of so, it's like, burr, You just like deflate within yourself, like, <laughs> you could go on in now. <laughs> they hit your self-destruct button. <laughs> yeah, it's just like my head just explodes, and I hand them the rest of their ticket, like, theater four. <laughs> I would think maybe I don't know, because I don't seek out, like, chick- like, underground chicken spots or anything. It's like, it's, if I'm going out for fried chicken, which happens rarely, it's usually KFC, Popeyes, maybe. <clears throat> I struggle to think. If I had any balls, chicken. I would try that New York fried chicken, the the gangster one. 
We could ask Black Jason. See if you could do it for us. He surprises me with how unblack he is sometimes, though. <laughs> you mean he comes over to ours to play Dungeon Dragons and Magic the Gathering? Well, yeah, and hated Black, hated black Panther. I was like, that's one of the least black things I've ever heard. <laughs> he did say hate. I know black people that, like, smart black people, uh, friends of mine, that, like, actually looked up Wakanda like they thought it was a real place. <laughs> they were just like, this is incredible. Yo, baby, we're going there for vacation next summer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was definitely just, it was one of those things where I didn't even have, like, a good response either. Just like, oh, you've shattered me to pieces. You could be right. I'd be like, what, it, who makes the best chicken around here? Would be my question, probably. Yeah, but it was... It and was, then if he, like, named some spot you've never even heard of, I'd be like, all right, you know, maybe I mean, but it's, it was shit. like, look, none, it's a it's movie. Like, wise. It's a movie. <laughs> it's like, giant grocery store. Like... <laughs> There's, it's a fucking, your brother Mikey. <laughs> Mikey makes chicken, <laughs> fried chicken. That's good. Uh, it's a movie theater. There's no good food there. Like, yeah. the chicken is the best thing. There's there. no good food there, and it's way overpriced. You know this black person. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're, you're very aware. I tried telling Jason. I was like, Jason, I can get you fifty percent off a concession. He's like, I never go to a concession shit. I never gone to a concession stand. And the only thing close is Macaroni Grill and Harvest, <laughs> which is yeah, like I'm a like, far, of, like a farm to table you restaurant. Cross, you could cross a small highway to get to Arby's if you need to. Yeah, but outside of that, but yeah, it's just like I think nothing. Arby's makes good chicken. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say that to him at that point. I felt like I was pretty under the radar, pretty much under it the radar. It can only get worse. Where he's like, this motherfucker said, Arby. oh my god, I can't even believe this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, his friend just like starts laughing. That was my worry. It was, was going to be like Showtime with the Apollo suit. <laughs> We're just going to be like, Arby's! <laughs> Steve Harvey has to like pull you off like, boy, you've taken enough. This is <laughs> like a giant like wooden cane coming out. Oh, the Sandman me. comes out and sweeps you out. <laughs> me from the, <laughs> the <laughs> Do I still work here? What's up? Am I still getting paid? It just shows me into the bathroom. Christopher, that was on the application. You said you knew good chicken. <laughs> I thought I did. Our chicken's not bad. It's Tyson. It's Tyson back there. I've seen the label. I don't know. What's the best chicken? I don't know. I, I would go Popeye's, I guess, because it's like a spicy kind of thing. But I don't know if the quality of the chicken's any better than like KFC. Or... I would probably say like some Chick-fil-A's pretty good. I don't know. It's tough. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in a long time. I need to make it over there. It's it's not worth like the three hour wait you're gonna have in there, but yeah. I had that New York fried chicken once and I thought it was okay, but it was the wings. And wings are, you know, generally like the shittiest piece of the, the bird. Yeah, I mean it's tough to say. I I'm sure there's I'm trying to think of like a play I guess I know I've had really good piece of chicken before. But I'm also thinking of like if I've had them at like a good restaurant or like because they had like chicken at Texas Day Brazil, but that mm. I wouldn't go with that. The mill downtown has uh, an amazing chicken sandwich, but then once again, I was like, that's like an uptown, like, hipster kind of spot. Like, oh, yeah. If I, I feel like I'm also going to get laughed out of this concession booth with he, that, too. He asked me what my favorite chicken is. I'm like, well, Fogo de Chow has a pretty good one. <laughs> and they're just like, Fogo de what's that bomb? Like, hit me with the head like they're hammer. multiplying into several of them. Like, <laughs> There's a whole crowd of them. Just like, oh! Black people came out of movies that were already, like, running. To, like... <laughs> <laughs> like they're running, they're they're Yo, sprinting did... out of Black Panther at Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> well, no one's sprinting out of Black Panther. <laughs> like he'll be there when the movie's done. <laughs> but maybe Acrimony. <laughs> yeah, like Acrimony and Wrinkle in Time, all those classics. Two kids running out of Peter Rabbit just to heckle me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I served you chicken the other day. How dare you? Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. 
No, I probably would have used that as an opportunity to be like, enlighten me. What is like I, the best chicken? But it wasn't like it wasn't like a call and response. Like it wasn't like he said it to be like, I'm here to oh. instruct you or something like that. He just looked at me and was like, You look like you like some rank ass chicken. I'm not taking your advice on that. I like rank ass. <laughs> like that's the way. I was like, What? You look like you like some grimy ass septic tank you chicken. You look like you enjoy some grimy clown shoe style chicken <laughs> back there. Like, excuse me? Yeah, because I'd have to be like, what, is there some cool spot? What if there's, like, a spot a mile like, from I here? I assume it's not even, like, he's asking for, like, I know chicken in the yeah. vicinity. It's just like, no, you look like you like some garbage. Like, oh, it's, but it's the yeah. concession stand. It's, it's a, all garbage. There's not anything that's not cooked in a microwave or yeah. an oven back there. Yeah, there's no there's deep no, fryers. Yeah, there's no grill back there. I don't fry something up. It'd be a slam, but I guess I would give him the ultra-white answer that he's not looking for, which is like, hmm, illuminate me. What's the best <laughs> oh, chicken yeah. around? I'm like, gentlemen, <laughs> sit down here. Oh, enlighten me, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, please, send me of your scholarly ways <laughs> of the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have that conversation. You went right by afterwards. <laughs> he calmed you and left. <laughs> you just didn't even pay for a ticket. <laughs> I was too meek to say anything at that point. I was too shy. I, was I thought I knew something about chicken. I thought I had. I thought I was helpful, and it turns out I'm just a rank ass piece of shit. You probably could have just responded like, "Ain't all chicken good, y'all?" <laughs> I start talking like in a super yeah. black accent. To the, I'm like, y'all. We could say this chicken be all good, but, you know, maybe it don't have to be. But you can still get some, still make it rule. You can right? still fucks with it. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. Don't worry. You get yourself into ashimony any moment now. You still be good. You still have time. This chicken needs its daps. Stop popping, slime. <laughs> <laughs> it's just immediately like we get into chicken. <laughs> you turn into a Decepticon. <laughs> <laughs> Giant buck teeth growing that are gold. And it's like chains melting out of my clothes. Yeah, a big, your penis pops off and you leak oil on the... <laughs> Stanley Tucci. <laughs> that poor fool. Oh, he's in that movie, too. Not Stanley Tucci. What's the... Uh, John Turturro's in yeah. that movie, living in exile in Cuba for some reason, and he's just constantly trying to call Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins blows him off all the time because I guess he's tired of talking to him. But for some reason, there's just a Cuban transformer that just hangs out at his house all the time that's like, hey, you want to play soccer? Are we going to play soccer today? You said we were going to play soccer today. Sounds like a hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, rank-ass chicken. I like that. Is that the name of the... Good we can put down as like a a note, rank-ass chicken. I, I Honestly, it's pretty rare I find chicken I don't like. I was going to say, like, it's not like... Like, even those garbage Banquo patties, I can eat. Like, outside of any chicken that, like, has a texture you could ever describe as spongy, I'm pretty okay with chicken. Yeah. The chicken that you microwave and it, it's wetter than it is anything else. Those that's probably the only thing that's kind of gets close to inedible. But, but yeah, just like in general. But um, sorry, what were we? Did you have anything you wanted to bring up to? I was thinking about this. Uh, I like that you have this moment where you like you have a thought and you stop to light up a cigarette. It's almost like a, your beginning. Like it's like your trademark. I think you should move out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, I was thinking the other day because we I, we were watching that video on like that Fallout Vault. Yeah. What was it like Eleven or something? That crazy one in New Vegas. I was like, why doesn't somebody just make a Fallout movie every year that's just a different vault, and it's all inside the vault, so you can make it fairly inexpensive. Put like one big actor in it, like whatever a Michael Fassbender type. 
and then just a bunch of no names. So you can make it fairly cheaply. And then just use some crazy vault ideas. There's literally hundreds of crazy vault ideas that have been throughout that movie. Uh, throughout the years. It'd be interesting. It's, it would almost have A to bunch be, of great, like, HBO character actors. You'd have to almost do them as horror movies, because there's... <coughs> a lot of them would have to be, There's almost yeah. no happy endings. Almost all of them end in depressing, sad, somber ways. Yeah. Uh, the one I think that we're referring to is one where, uh, there was, like, a rule put into it that... Um, but as you know, vault a company that made a bunch of vaults. In the Fallout universe, nuclear war was imminent. So they built these vaults that people would get put into. so that Under the guise of surviving the Fallout, but in reality doing some pretty nefarious experiments. They were doing nefarious experiments that I believe the lot, like the canon reason behind them is they wanted to eventually get into space travel. And they want to run these various experiments to see like what happens when variables are put into scenarios yeah. where people are like trapped in a essentially a vault in space. That Isolation, kind of, yeah. Whatever, yeah. So a Limited lot of them, resources. A lot of them have pretty crazy things, and the one that we were talking, about, I think it's Vault Eleven, is one where uh, every year the overseer is told that uh, a sacrifice. The head of the vault, given, yeah. yeah, the overseer of the vault needs to see that a sacrifice is given to the vault. Someone's sacrificed to the vault itself. Otherwise, the vault itself will be destroyed. Like, they'll shut all the internal systems, will shut down the computers. And if you've played the games, you've seen that they have the ability to do this several times. So it's not an empty threat by any means. And the idea becomes that essentially they decide the overseer, the first one will be the first sacrifice, because they find out that's the rules, and he was the only one who knew, so he becomes like the noble sacrifice. And from then on... Whoever gets voted as overseer at the end of the year, they become the new sacrifice. So getting voted to overseer what an awful thing. is a death, a sentence, death sentence a year from now. Yeah. A year from then, and they politic for who will become the overseer, but in kind of a reverse politics, where you're slinging mud essentially on yourself mm-hmm. in a way. Like you're saying, like, hey, I have three kids. I'm a great guy. Please, for the love of God, don't vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> or you're like... She's an adulterer, she's a monster, she is a scumbag. Vote for her for overseer. And you assume in any population there were probably a couple of obvious picks, like, early on, like, some drunk guy that doesn't contribute anything, or, yeah. like, there were a couple of bums. Or the thing is that the overseer still is in the control of the that vault's economy or, yeah. you know, life system for that year. So they should still have, like, a rule of law that they have to follow. Like, you can't just vote purely evil people into it. True. But, uh... It eventually ends with most of the vault eventually rioting, uh, and then like when it's five people left remaining, they decide they're not going to bother sending anyone else in for sacrifices. They tell it to the computer, and the computer like shoots out a message like, "Congratulations, you've decided not <clears throat> to sacrifice anyone else into the vault. You've successfully passed." You're a the beacon of light for all of us to live by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we promise we won't shut down the vault. Enjoy the future. And they, in their shame and sadness, like, essentially try to commit, like, mass suicide of the last numbers remaining. Because they're yeah. so ashamed that they've been feeding people unnecessarily to the vaults. Oh, it's going to be a series of dark stories. That's where it's tough. Because you're just, like, it would almost have to be, like, a horror movie franchise. Because there's so many. But, but if you, you got some good writers, once again, you can make these movies fairly cheaply. You can. But it's, it's also sort of tough because how do you frame it? And if it's these get, of, and if these make money, then you can do like a big actual Fallout movie. Yeah. As opposed to them trying to do a big Fallout movie now and it being too expensive and not making money and just killing the franchise right off the bat. 
Yeah. Well, because it's tough, because how do you frame it? Because in the, in the games, you're obviously playing a character who stumbles into these scenarios where the events have already happened, and you're generally reading logs or seeing, like, evidence to how things happened. And you kind of are, di- like, exposed to it through different chunks that way. Yeah. So are you playing it out real time and there's no one, you're just watching the events happen real, unfold real time? Well, there's a few vaults where people are cryogenically frozen for a time. Mm-hmm. As well, you could do that where they're woken up at one point and presented with the experiment, or you can do where just one person was cryogenically frozen for a while and the rest and wakes up into kind of already a whatever functioning vault. Yeah, it just be it would be weird because you're know, like so many of these you know are just going to end in a sad way, but maybe it make for like maybe not a series of movies, but almost like a, a Black Mirror style like kind of anthology show. Yeah, somewhere you could jump around, because obviously there's not going to be overlapping characters at all. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Or even if there is, it would be very rare that it would ever happen. Yeah. Or you could, like, use, I don't know, that sort of Defender crossover when you're, like, six people who survive different vaults or whatever. Yeah, or just the new Aliens movie where there's a Michael Fassbender robot in every one of them. I think, like, a Black Mirror-style show would definitely work really well, because there's a lot of, like, small stories that I don't know if you want to make, like, a two-hour kind of, like, big-budget movie out of necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of ones that are pretty interesting, like the one where they just piped in white noise the entire yeah. time and then just slowly drove everyone insane through hypnosis and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of small ones. I don't know if they've ever explored the fully, just like side notes and other machines or stuff like that. Like the ones that are, I don't know if there's ever actually been, you don't ever see like the vault. It's like one dude and 99 women and vice versa. Or whatever. Yeah. It's, you're always showing up later on and reading the diary entries after. Well, I think night. we didn't. Even, I, I mean, we didn't even see those vaults. Oh, I think okay. We just heard about them from other sources or things like that. Yeah, like a, a black mirror kind of thing, and just call it vault. Yeah, or yeah, vault. Well, yeah, and every episode's just vault, whatever, vault this, vault that. I think that could be great, honestly, because they put some crazy ideas out there, and I wish I remembered any of them off the top of my head. But there's where like some insane vaults where like you walked out of that vault, you're like, whoo, I need to shake that off. There was one in, I think it's four, maybe. I think it might be where they, it was built underneath a school with the idea being they'd get these kids, like uh, kids from the school would be able to go into the vault with their parents. When the bombs dropped, they brought like six kids in and their parents separated them, killed all the parents, (coughs) kept the kids, told them they were going to have to be trained. Would put them through rigorous exercise, shooting exercise over and over again. Would just like put them on treadmills running, and the only way they could ever like they wouldn't stop training them. Like even if they passed out or had a concussion, they wouldn't stop training them. The only stoppage was for heart attack or death. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to eighteen, they tell them they were going to go back into the outside world to be heroes. Then they bring them into a room, sedate them, kill them, harvest their organs, and use like genetic manipulation to like make more kids and just raise them through that scenario over and over again. And the only change was if a kid didn't shoot, show themselves to be physically apt, but they were intelligent and suggestible, they could be made to be a new scientist at that vault Hmm. instead. And that was the new scenario that happened. What was the point of training the kids? Was it just to get the science? And see what, I guess like you could form far fine from having like scientifically like superior organs or things like that. It's like an insane vault where they just kill kids essentially over and over again. There was one that was like a a prison 
where they basically just turn, like, tried to, they're like, ah, oh, there's a lot of radiation. Let's see if we can, like, hybrid, basically making cyborgs. Yeah. And it's nothing but diary entries from these, like, cyborgs, like, once they're activated. And some of them, that's like, literally just a brain in a jar hooked up to a toaster. <laughs> and they're like, what have you done to me? <laughs> ah! Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. They're, they're pretty dark. There's not a lot of happy stories. There's not a lot of, like, vaults like, oh, and you got, we reunited you with all your childhood pets or something no. like that. <laughs> it is wait like I wish you could meet like who runs this company? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if you ever meet anyone from Vault Tech itself. It's a pretty insidious corporation. It may it's one of the most honestly like, out of any video so game. Many of the ones you see where you're just like, and wow. they're but they're never the main antagonists in any of those games. No, well, I guess there's not even supposed to really be like a functioning Vault Tech by that point in the games because it's supposed to be like a hundred year or hundreds of years after. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 definitely like a strange scenario. And then there's some where they just introduce, like, small, stupid variables or things like that. I think there were some vaults that were built to sabotage themselves hundreds, like, halfway through their cycle. Mm -hmm. So, like, halfway through, the water would stop working or something like that. Or, like, a wall would Or a finite amount of food. Like, let's see how people start panicking. Yeah, when food starts getting really rationed. Or we're going to replace, like, all the food with booze. There's one in New Vegas where every rule, like, every dispute had to be settled by gambling. Oh, yeah. Underneath the, like, Las Vegas Strip, so gambling was meant to... And it was actually one of the few that worked. And then Mr. House came in, cheated, and stole the entire... That's right, I forgot about that. (laughs) Mr. House. Yeah, The house always wins. Like, what a great name. (laughs) It is a very interesting kind of world. Um, That would definitely be an interesting kind of uh, series to explore. Just gotta get the money. I feel like it could happen. We start now. We'll start filming it in our house. (laughs) This is uh, Vault 39... Uh, the experiment is, uh, I don't know, your alarm clocks don't go off until noon. You see what happens when this this is put into effect? So like some Christopher Walter? <laughs> <Yes>. was... <laughs> We're just going to see if uh, society continues. I'm like, hey, Mikey, turns out it works. You missed the entire morning. It's Sunday. Who cares? I, uh, I was looking up, like, uh, well, I was trying to, I applied for, like, a job months ago, like a part-time job at, uh, Hollywood Casino, and they had like a really probably a hundred psychological questions, and some of them were so bizarre. I tried looking, I tried going through the process again, and just couldn't get those questions. So I just looked up some random ones, and here's some from like some of the bigger companies for job interviews. Uh, here's one from Facebook. Eh, no, that's math. We'll skip that. Here's one from Google. Why are manhole covers round? And it's asking you to come up with the yeah. answer for that. Uh, I assume because round is a very like safe thing to have. You have edges to it, so when you're putting the manhole cover down, it can go down any way, as opposed to like a square-shaped one mm-hmm. or something with corners where it wouldn't just be able to fit down easily either way. Yeah, I just assume because pipes are round. Yeah. Apple, if you were a pizza delivery man, how would you benefit from scissors? Well, I can kill them and take the, <laughs> I take the pizza. <laughs> Did I pass? I'm like, uh, it's, it's tr- I guess they just want to figure out ingenuity. They're like, no, we're. I feel like it's one of those ones where they're looking for the longest answer just to see if you're. Yeah, exactly. Like if I'm just like, well, I could easily use it to shape myself. Like I'd just be like, I mean, I guess if you're a pizza delivery guy, I might need to help out in the pizza store when I'm in there. Scissors could be helpful with that, with opening materials. So we like said that. delivery man, not kitchen staff. I mean, 
delivery guys don't stay on the road 24-7. You're about to be shocked. Think of an answer. <laughs> I guess I could eat the scissors and they're really hungry. They're like, ding! Because <laughs> <laughs> Betty and balloons drop down. You're hired. Um, this is Amazon. How would you solve problems if you were from Mars? See, this is it. That's you know a bullshit what? one. <laughs> Amazon is sounds like it's becoming such a fucking douchey company at times. It says exactly like what they're writing fucking their company-wide in memos. It's right like, now. well, I wouldn't even be able to comprehend. I'd be a completely it's, different person. It's completely incomprehensible. It'd be like <laughs> yeah. asking, like, how would you solve this problem if you were Abraham Lincoln right now in today's society? Like, well, there's a lot of philosophical and ethical questions you have to kind of start dissecting before you can even get to the premise here. I've actually been prepared for that answer for quite some time. <laughs> Michael, first I... Bring Mike. back slavery. <laughs> Bring it back. Because it worked, damn it. <laughs> I've, learned my, I've learned from my follies. That's, that's where proto-Lincoln failed. <laughs> Proto-Lincoln. Yeah, I'm the real Lincoln in this scenario. <laughs> I'm, the good, I'm the good Lincoln. Uh, Microsoft, how would you test an elevator? I assume you could just run it through routines and then put various amounts of weights on there. I mean, the cables themselves should be tested before they get there, so I shouldn't have to put 2,000 pounds of weight in the elevator to make sure the cables don't snap. Yeah. They were just looking to make sure you was like, well, I'll get super fat and just make sure the elevator still works. <laughs> I'm gonna... Load up the cheesecakes, boys! <laughs> yeah, I'm like... <laughs> 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 Oh, like Satan in the elevator. Just watch it sink slower and slower as I'm devouring more cheesecake. Uh, Uber. How would you find the words that became obsolete in the English language between the 16th and 17th century? You may use a search engine. What a stupid question. Search engine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's that question trying to weed out? That's Uber, I guess, just complete ignoramuses. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess kill somebody? <laughs> yeah, like, if they didn't put the you can use search engines, I'd be like, well, that can't possibly happen. I'd so, kill my next fare, I guess. It's the only thing. I guess I'd have to steal from my client to build together a rudimentary time machine to go back in time, hide out in someone's closet <laughs> with my ear to the wall with a glass, and then use that to digest their they're rudimentary expression. Make a time machine out of corpses of, <laughs> of people I picked up in my Uber. In my Uber. Or left if you don't hire me. <laughs> I'll assure you, I'll get there one way or another. Uh, Trader Joe's, what do you think of garden gnomes? Uh, does Trader Joe's sell garden gnomes? They might. I, it's, Are they, they, I don't, I, I'm sure it's not a huge moneymaker for them. They're right? Yeah. I'd be like, it's like a know, Whole Foods kind of thing. Oh, I'd be like, you know, they're not my thing. A lot of people seem to, enjoy, you know, some people enjoy them. Some people like to decorate their lawns that way. Uh, I don't like the movie. <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet, if that's what they're getting at. Thank you for your time, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> An elevator just, like, drops beneath the car. I knew that movie would be the death of me. What do you and Team Rocket have in common as they're pulling a lever? We're blasting off again. <laughs> they didn't generally say that when they fell in the pits, though. That was almost a different second. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just looking, they're just ruling guess, out the people like, it drives me into a murderous rage. Well, I guess, because there are people that I could work with who probably would have crazy strong reactions to some questions. 
But it's one of those things. I guess they're just trying to get people. With it's like a Sling Blade. Or not Sling Blade. What was the Harrison Ford one that they just remade recently? Or just came out with a new one recently? Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is them trying to weed out the robots. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like garden gnomes. Like garden gears gnomes. coming off their ships. <laughs> garden gnomes. <laughs> Why are you asking me that? <laughs> Pick it up like a... <laughs> Picking up a bowling ball out of nowhere to crush the end of your head. I'm like, well, now we know. He was a synth all along. What a shame we have to keep losing these questions. <laughs> Did you say there was one about math? You're like, yeah, it was too tough for me, though. Uh, plus eight, my game. <laughs> I, I know. Watch it. You just You're got like, it. 25 racehorses, no stopwatch, five tracks. Figure out the top three fastest horses in the fewest number of races. Oh, fuck. It's... Is it just always going to be the ones on the inside? No. Or no, because the track goes longer for the inside. Yeah. It's... Uh... Oh, fuck. I know this equation, too. I have heard this it. This is a Facebook question. Yeah, I know I have heard it, but I forget what the answer is. I feel like you're supposed to do, like, five against like a 12 person race or something like that there's a there, there is like a mathematical formula that follows it but i don't know that one off the top of my head if you're listening to it you can't tell chris was just talking to a a, a scorched neck hole because my <laughs> brains are <laughs> long since exploded i'm like 25 oh. five figure out <laughs> <laughs> the figure out part was the one that's like that's the detonator i gave you two numbers and said figure out kaboom <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to figure out the exact problem on that off the top of my head. Well, I'm trying to think what could even be like a formula that would calculate that. I To me, it feels like there's not enough information, so I wouldn't be able to. Well, I think it's just, it's one of those things. I know I've heard this exact thing formulated at different like like details, and it's about the number of people you have in the races. Mm-hmm. And I know you whittle it down to a certain formula, then put that against this. Because there's a, there's a way you can mathematically find, because what, the top three race, the horses, is it? Was part of the question? It was, a, it was find out the three fastest horses? Uh, figure out the top three fastest horses in the fewest number of races. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you like you put a certain number in there, and mathematically one of those three horses would have to be in there, or something like that. Because you're riding like one group against another group, and you find them from there or something like that. Like I, I took the the law school test mm -hmm. and did pretty well, except there's always this. Thank God it's the smallest category, <laughs> but there's these categories where it's like, all right, there's here's three pieces of furniture that come in uh, oak, chestnut, and elm wood. And well, if you if you buy chestnut, you can't buy elm, and if you buy elm, you have to buy walnut as well. And then you have to figure out like how many combinations of furniture can you buy. And it's like okay, I mean, and I have all day, right? I can figure this out. But like, no, you have eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> to do the whole section. You're like, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of those that could be pretty rough. I'm generally not too bad at them, but it's not my area of expertise at all. Mm -hmm. I've got a little bit better. Now I can actually do like the, like a train leaves at such and such and et cetera. <laughs> it's, that's all it takes. Train leaves. <laughs> I'm like a train. 
shrink. I think I was just going to say. Holy cow. <laughs> Trade was going to go to the capital of Illinois. What Who the, knew it's Where is it going? <laughs> don't you do it. You don't know. Check it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you like disgusting food. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't. Wait, do I? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's when, like, my gears are out. <laughs> That's when, like, the gnome inside your brain that's pulling levers is like, wait, do I not know good chicken? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my face is just, like, falling into soup and just drowning. <laughs> and they're like, no, I know some good chicken. <laughs> <laughs> is it just garbage chicken soup leaking into the, the brain part? Like there's 7-Eleven chicken soup. There's hairballs in it, like a band-aid. <laughs> Discount. Like, no, I definitely like some good chicken. <laughs> Discount sheets chicken soup. Like, <laughs> there's sushi in it. There's toenail clippings. <laughs> like a sushi small, and aid syringe. A small eyeball. <laughs> How to play draw stud poker card. <laughs> No, I definitely like good chicken. It's <laughs> <laughs> drowning. Woo! Okay. <laughs> it's like rippling out of my ears. All right. I gotta tell that spooky my mind. <laughs> you like looking around and like the whole world's been new to like you've been out of it for like a month and a half. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, there was time to help. <laughs> good. Now there's time to enjoy all the shitty chicken I walked. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> oh no, wait. I acknowledged it. All right. Anything else you want to get into with this? How uh, long are we? Uh, a little over an hour and 15. I would like to do, uh, get back to like a somewhat regular basis just until, because once I, I start law school, I'd, I'm sure it's going to be tough to find time to do these anymore. So at least for the summer, it'd be nice if we get down to like one every two weeks. Sure thing. <laughs> Hey everyone, Merry Christmas. We're back. <laughs> We're back again. Yes, it was back. Um, back again. It's me, Christopher. I'm 34. <laughs> Guess who's back? I am back. Like he died. <laughs> Here comes Alex. Do, 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 do. Oh, I don't even do record with Alex. I keep trying to force Scotia in. The Simpanarios, brother, and dog show. Hey, you don't define her gender. That's up to her. <laughs> yeah, she can choose that. You know what I just found out, too? Small thing before we ended up. I just learned today that the whole, like, story about Steve from Blue's Clues being, like, a drug addict pedophile was not true at all. He's, like, a totally cool dude, actually. I thought I looked that up years ago and found out that wasn't true. <laughs> uh, you know what? Someone recently had told me that was again, and I was like, man, maybe I just read it wrong. And I looked up the news, because he was in the news again. They are like... I guess there was, like, a talk about bringing Bruce I think the real out. story was he just got too old for it. <laughs> like, and they probably just didn't want to do it anymore. But, like, I guess John Cena was, like, jokingly, like, being, like, considered for the role of Blues, like, the new Blues Clues. Steve, he commented on that. I mean, it had to be a pretty, like, assuming you get any kind of good deal, like, they'd have to pay you something for using your image and, like, merchandise and stuff, too. Like, it would seem like such a fat paycheck. And they didn't do that many episodes of that show. Like, on a like a season wasn't that well, many. I disagree. There were quite a numerous amount of episodes. I think so. But if, like, a per-season thing, I don't think it was, like, 50 episodes a season. I thought it was kind of expensive, so they only did, like, 20 or something. What are you staring at? Uh, this is just what happens when my brain goes off. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, do I know good trigger? <laughs> do I know? Oh, my God!
<laughs> I've been eating garbage for years. Uncle Tom, do I eat garbage chicken? <laughs> Don't text dad first. It's your most distinguishable, because dad will lie to you and be like, no, nah, you know chicken. My boy, he knows chicken. My boy knows chicken. Uncle Tom's like, well, it's one of the things you're most well known for. It's yeah, your it's awful like it's taste in chicken. And then sometimes you're kind of funny. Like, what? <laughs> I'm more well known for eating shitty chicken than anything else? I mean, your response to that question should have been like, I don't get chicken at Subway. So I feel like I know something oh, about chicken. that's when he, like, we high five. Yeah, he's like, oh, Boop. thank God. Then it was, it's like a toe jam neural scenario and half his blackness transfers <laughs> over to me. And Wouldn't like, he still take that? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he, gets ha- he gets like half your gut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hot dog. He's like, do it again. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm right now. No. I quit. I got it now. <laughs> Employee of the month. I already get. I did what I accomplished. <laughs> I already got what I needed to. Bye. <laughs> Trying to stop me. Tell him the keys. Here you go. Employee of the month. <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> you can't take that away from me. No, we easily can. And now I look like Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> well, no, because in my mind, it's like a, it's like a two face for like just half my body's black. And oh, that's a, race. that's a crap deal. <laughs> I'm still taking it. Then you're literally accepting. I just, ta- I just turn this uh, like the one way to people all the time. It's not gonna be distracting. <laughs> no, <you> know. <laughs> then you're literally accepted by nobody <laughs> except all like the people you turn into that <laughs> afterwards when you become well, a villain. Then it, then it becomes like I high five another one and I get that another one when I'm like three fourths. So just like my one leg stays wiped up. It's not a bad deal. See, you're gonna build some enemies. Yeah, I'm aware of that. It's a bit of a small town for such a... <laughs> I keep, like, I just sneak up on Jason while he's sleeping, high-five him, he wakes up, like, 30 pounds heavier, <laughs> half-white, he's just like, ah! Wakes up, you're like, hey, what's up, Tubby? <laughs> what's up, fat stuff? He's like, one, you're still fatter than me, in this sense, and two, you fucker! <laughs> he's got half your beard. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, half of my student loans also transferred to you as well. He's like, that should not be how this works. You've got one eye that sees really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just wear a monocle the rest of the time, too. Like, finally. This is all I wanted to get to. That's all I, that's all I wanted to get to. Like... Why don't you high-five some old white dude? That, no. No, I don't want to get whiter. i got to get cooler. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get cooler. He's like, you learn nothing from Get Out. I'm like, no, I like black people are cool from it. Yeah, I learned I can't have, like, you lying in the hole or whatever that is in the back of my head waiting until someone takes a picture of me and <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta go beat Jesse Owens in a race. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, you dumb monkey. <laughs> As he watches some, like, Oreo walk over and run by him. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what to feel about this. <laughs> this is unnerving on many scenarios. <laughs> This is most disturbing. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Super Larry's Brothers. Yeah. We'll take up a contest for that Amy Schumer movie. Definitely. Catch you next time, everybody, on the Super Larry's Brothers podcast. Doop, 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 doop.